Hey guys, Dizleif Mark here, and I want to tell you all about the official travel partner here at Chip and Company. Let our good friend Sarah at Destination to Travel help you plan your next Disney vacation. Sarah specializes in planning dream vacations for your family. She's an authorized Disney vacation planner, and she can help with every step of your magical vacation. The best thing is that her services are 100% free. Want to travel beyond Disney? Sarah has you covered there too. Want to find out more? Fill out a trip request form over at the website at Chip & Co. or email her directly at sarahsolberg at d2travel.com. Start planning that dream vacation today. Email her at sarahsolberg at d2travel.com. Welcome, foolish mortals. Amigos, amigos down there. It is me up here. Howdy, folks. Please keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the train and remain seated at all times. If smaller aviators don't measure up to the height indicator on the seat, just put the belt through the loop in the center strap before buckling. That's worked well. We know what our goals are. We know what we hope to accomplish. And believe me, it's the most exciting and challenging assignment we've ever tackled at Walt Disney Productions. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Diz Life Podcast. Thank you for being a part of our Disney Lives here on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. My name is Mark Valentine, and I am the host of Disney Podcast. Join us here weekly as we discuss the very best of Disney parks, resorts, dining, and beyond. And don't forget to smash that subscribe button to access more incredible audio content from the Chip and Company Podcast Network. Just a reminder, head over to chipandco.com for the latest headlines from across the Disney parks worldwide. And give our show a rating over on Apple, Spotify, or even Podchaser. In this exciting leg of the Disney 100 animation bracket, titled Into the Future, we're taking a journey through the most recent films of Disney's illustrious 100-year animation history. This round is all about pitting the latest and greatest creations against each other in a no-holds-barred debate to determine which film reigns supreme. These films represent the pinnacle of Disney's artistry, innovation, and storytelling. So join us as we dive deep into the world of Disney animation and witness the clash of titans as we determine which recent masterpiece deserves the title of the ultimate Disney animation. Today's winner is going to face off against the previous bracket winners, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Toy Story, and Wreck-It Ralph to determine which film is the greatest in the history of the Walt Disney Company. We have a lot of discussion to happen today, but let's get right into it by welcoming in, once again, into the breach, the one and only Brian Lee. Brian, are you ready to do this, man? This is it. Hey, everyone. I am ready. <laughs> you are the master of subverting expectations with your intro. You're just... You're, you're very Tom Holland. Yeah, what you're like, you're very Tom Holland with it. You're like, hi, everyone. <laughs> oh, we're using our real names? Uh, yeah, I'm Brian. <laughs> and what podcast would be complete without this next gentleman who has joined us for every single leg of the tournament? We love having him here. His opinions are perfection. 
except when he's discussing his love of all things Wally. Joking, <laughs> joking. <laughs> that man is the one and only Mark Adams. Marky Mark, the better half of United We Fan. Are you ready to determine the best in 100 years of Disney? I am ready for this. And my fun fact for this will be my favorite candy of this not so scary Halloween season are the Skittles gummies. Wow. Thank you. Wow. Uh, Those caramel Milky Ways, we have been noshing on those for the last two months. Just to let you know how much candy we got from our haul from not so scary. It's November and we're still noshing on it. So I was going to say, by the time this is coming out, Mark, you might need to give us your favorite treat from the uh, Very Merry Christmas Party. <laughs> oh, shoot. That's a good point. My favorite treat will be insert blank. Thank you. Yes, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to we're going to like use AI to recreate your voice. We'll use Wally to recreate your voice. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, this is it. This is the last leg of our tournament. We've already decided origins to Renaissance, the Renaissance and the new technology. We even determined the very controversial winner of the revival era, but this is it. We look into the future with our final 23 films. We've caused a little controversy, but we've had a lot of fun doing it. Let's get into our last leg of this tournament, and then we're bringing back our winners, and we're going to determine the best in 100 years. So let's get this kicked off with two films that were released during a crazy time in the history of the Walt Disney Company. Both Raya and the Last Dragon from 2021 and Soul went direct to Disney+. Plus. These films were not given a theatrical release because of the pandemic, and they're going to face off against each other in our first round of this final part of the bracket into the future. The way that it works, if you're new to this tournament, Brian Lee gets a vote, Mark Adams gets a vote, and I break the tie. In some cases, I don't want to break the tie, and I jump into the debate, but I want to give these guys first shot because their influence and their opinions are impeccable, which is why United We Fan is my absolute favorite podcast. So I'm going to give Brian Lee first shot at this debate, Ryan and the Last Dragon versus Soul. Brian, you're up first, my friend. And we've talked about this on a couple of occasions as well. Best versus favorite. Mm-hmm. I, I think soul is incredibly boring. Right. Um, well, not right. That being said, I think it's a better. I, I said not right. Not right, but agreed. I understand. I understand. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm a bit on a bit of a delay. So I'm going to cast my vote and then try to improve my connection here. I'm going to cast my I would rather watch Raya, but I'm going to cast my vote for the better film being Soul. Okay, that's very fair, and uh, I think that's darn decent of you, man. That's a tough thing to do. He doesn't like Soul, but he does think it's the better of the two films. Marky Mark, do you agree with that assessment? Uh, Soul for the win. I think it'll grow on people over time, hopefully like Ratatouille. Raya, I just, it it was messed up in parts for flow, so Soul... So I'm going to also vote for Soul. You know what my problem is with Riot and the Last Dragon? It was Drown Out amidst we had Shang-Chi that was released in that whole period. We had the live action Mulan. So Riot and the Last Dragon, I know this is really unfair to say this, Marky Mark, but it didn't feel fresh. It felt like something that we had revisited, you know, like thrice over during the pandemic era. 
I also think Aquafina, who I don't have a problem with her. Um, I, I think yeah. she was good in Shang-Chi. I even liked her as Scuttle, but I I kept hearing Aquafina and not the dragon character. And that's very fair critique and very fair criticism. I I don't think Raya is a bad movie, but like I said, it's I suffered a little fatigue because I felt like it was another martial arts film and it really dove deep into the history and the uh, the geography of that cultural hearth. And so for me, didn't feel fresh. Soul? You, know, you could even say it was Dasani. It was... <laughs> so to Brian's point, which film would I probably, will I probably watch more over time? It probably will be Ryan, the last dragon, but I do think that soul is the better and artistically more accomplished film of the two. So soul for the win. Uh, and soul will be going up just to give you guys a preview against frozen in the next round. It's I, I know I did. I know I did a horrible job of that in the last leg of this tournament. So I'm going to correct that and let you know what's on the horizon. All right. So moving forward, we have Lightyear from 2022 going against the good dinosaur from 2015. Uh, Brian Lee, you're up first. What am I voting against the good dinosaur? Lightyear. <laughs> Light, I, I don't want to vote for Lightyear, but it's getting the vote over good dinosaur. <laughs> It's like, I, they both stink, but Lightyear is less offensive to me. Uh, Marky Mark, Lightyear and the Good Dinosaur. I This matchup is just awful. <laughs> I'm going to vote for the Good Dinosaur just because I want to make Mark um, you're talk making, about these movies' merits. You're making me do this. You're going to make, he's going to make me the bad guy. So listen, I don't care being the bad guy in this instance. I have seen the Good Dinosaur exactly once. <laughs> I have tried. I've really tried to build myself up and to psych myself up to, to go back into it because it's Peter Sohn and I love elemental. Like I absolutely love elemental and it is like one of my absolute favorite Pixar films. So because of that, I've like even recently tried to be like, okay, we'll give the good dinosaur another shot. Give it another shot. I cannot do it. I cannot do it. Was light year perfect? no, it wasn't, but I really, I, I enjoyed Lightyear. I get there's a lot of flaws and there's a lot of mistakes, but there's a lot of fun in it too. And there's a lot of funny stuff. Like it taught me that like, what are you doing with your sandwich? Like, what do you have? Like bread, meat, bread. That's too much bread, man. You got to have meat, bread, meat, you know, juicy fingers. That's, that's I'm going to, I'm going to actually vote for good dinosaur because Lightyear annoyed me. Good dinosaur. I don't remember it annoying me. <laughs> you just so don't that's why remember I'm gonna vote. it. So I'm actually going to vote for Good Dinosaur because it didn't annoy me. <laughs> you just don't remember it. You're like it didn't annoy me. You just don't remember. Uh, I'm going to vote for better. How about that? Lightyear. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna advance Lightyear to go against Ralph Breaks the Internet for. Oh my God! So oh, for that second round, horrible matchup. Go yeah, ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. So Toy Story Four. We brought this one up in our last bracket. Saying, does it even exist? Well, yes, it does exist because it's here and we have to vote on it now. Toy Story 4 is going to be facing out again, uh, facing against Turning Red from 2022, another pandemic era film that was not given a full theatrical run. Uh, Marky Mark, I'm going to make you go first. Toy Story 4 and Turning Red. Two this is easy. I really enjoy Turning Red. Wow. You're like the second person that I know that said that. Uh, shout out to Ouch. no, like Sarah. Th <laughs> Listen, Sarah, you're one of two people I know that likes that movie. <laughs> Sarah Thurgood loves Turning Red. You know what? Yeah. The, you know what my problem is with Turning Red is Marky Mark. 
I'm not a teenage girl. So it just, the whole thing is lost. I'm still in my boy band phase. Okay. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm also aged out of my boy band phase. There is stuff in there like, Hey, I listen, I hear you and I see you for those of you that are out there and turning red is your movie. I get you. Like I appreciate it. Just like Wreck-It Ralph was my aged demographic. Like that was my thing. I understand turning red resonates with a lot of people, but again, I am a male and I don't have that same mom dynamic that was like playing prominent and featuring in it. And so I just didn't, it wasn't my movie. Like it wasn't made for me. So I, I don't vote for it. I'm not going to be voting for it. Brian Lee, are you voting for turning red? Yeah, I like turning red. Um, I'm the secret between the three of us. I'm not willing to admit how long it took me for the meaning of the movie to dawn on me. Uh, but yes, I am still in my boy band era as well. So I'm going, to, I'm going to vote turning red. I thought, I think, I think the character is absolutely adorable and right. I just don't think Toy story four needs to exist. Well, toy turning red is going to advance and uh, toy story four does not exist anymore. Gentlemen, just erase it from your memories and just think to yourselves that the last imagery that we ever get of the crew is, is all that we deserve until toy story five comes out sometime in the next two years. But that's it. Uh, Turning Red will go up against Inside Out in the following round. <laughs> Dead. Just to let you know. All right. We have and Disney's Encanto from 2021 going against, man, this is a matchup. Frozen 2. You can tell I didn't, <laughs> I didn't check oh, this. Oh, what in the world? Encanto against Frozen 2 from 2019. Two of easily two of the best scores in this entire 100 year history of the company. Brian, you know what? You get the distinction going first. I'm going to give Mark a minute. I hate this matchup. Yeah, Mark's well, Mark's our music guy. So he's, he's crunching the numbers right now in his brain. He's working it all out of how he has to vote. I'm making him vote against two amazing musical scores. Um, so I'm not going to make Marky Mark go first. I'm going to make you go first, Brian and Kanto versus frozen two. I hate this matchup a lot. Mark Mm -hmm. looks like he's, got his mind made up already oh, i hate this one uh, um <laughs> if you want to talk it out to your, like talk therapy is really great here and it is a it is a podcast so you're free to, you're free to express okay, call me out why don't you okay um so frozen 2 i think is much better than people give it credit for i think when it came out there was people saying, why do we need it? Because everybody was frozen out. And right. then they saw it and then we're like, okay, yeah, we actually like this. We just got way too much frozen, too quickly, too much in the parks. So that being said, I think it told a good original story that if you watch the making of documentary, they got very, very late in the process before they even knew who that singing voice was, which is really surprising and a kind of look behind the curtain in the storytelling process. I think show yourself is the best song in that film. And it was not done until very, very close to its release. That being said, I think the soundtrack to Encanto is as good as any Disney soundtrack we've gotten in. I mean, maybe ever like let's say within the last 25 years, like since the lion King, it's probably my favorite one. And I like Moana. I like, all that. I don't love some of the self gratification that Lin Manuel Miranda gives himself. But as a film, I think the one that has more story to it and is ultimately going to get my vote is Frozen 2. Okay. Very fair. Marky Mark, 
I listen, man. I loved all that. Thank you. Thank you for using I, your I words. I really like Encanto. I did not want to vote against it, but I like Frozen Two better. But I, I'm proud of you, man. You use your words, and you know what? I I love I loved everything that you said, uh, Marky Mark. You're up, my friend. Unless you want me to, do you want to break the tie? I will give you that choice if you want. No, I'm ready. Okay. It's up to you. Just I'm ready. You're voting. No, you do it. I well, maybe did I tip my hat? I think I did. <laughs> Go ahead, Marky Mark. Uh, Encanto is a better album. Frozen Two, Into the Unknown should not have won best song. It was Anna's song that should have won best song in that movie. Um, I forgot what it was called, but the next I, step, the next thing, or t- something like that. Yeah. Um, Do the next best I, thing. I, something like that. Um, I think it's a better song. Into the Unknown is just another um, Let It Go rehash. Um, but Frozen 2, as Brian said, had to overcome the grumpiness of people like more Frozen, and it right. did, and it even won people over. So good on them. But yeah, Frozen 2, overall, better movie, but Encanto, good soundtrack. Okay. So you're, I don't know. I, I hear you saying Frozen 2. Oh yeah, Frozen Two. Okay. Final answer. Okay, final answer. I listen. I am. I am going to vote regardless. I. I am going to vote for Encanto. Mark, you said something in the last podcast that just resonated with me when we we're talking about films being made and audiences seeing themselves. I think Encanto was one of those really important representation movies, and I think that it resonates with a lot of people that it visits. The cultural hearth of Colombia, and it also doesn't approach some of the stereotypes, uh, you know, globally. It focuses on the culture and the vibrant culture of it, and you know, it embraces the troubled history and the political strife that has kind of plagued that country in that region, and it adds it as a piece of that tapestry. Uh, I, I do think Lin Manuel, as a Puerto Rican approaching even that cultural hearth from an outsider, did so with tact and artistry. I love the way that he represents it. And let's face it, man, Encanto is still a phenomenon that we have not yet charted that course fully. Uh, it's going to be in parks. Will it get a sequel? We don't know. Um, so I would have cast my vote for Encanto. But listen, guys, I don't hate what you did. I really don't. I love Frozen 2. And I might argue for it vociferously moving forward. Just to let you know, I mean, that doesn't mean Frozen 2 is out of my out of my vocabulary. It's not. Shout out to Encanto, though. The choreography in that movie Top notch. Dude, everything in that movie is top notch. It's just so beautiful. And I love it. I love it so much. I would have voted for it. I love Frozen too. I love, I love it all. I love it all. All right, gentlemen, we're moving on. Incredibles 2 from 2018 going against Strange World from 2022. I'm one of the two people that liked Strange World. I, I liked it. Is it better than Incredibles 2 though? No, Incredibles 2 is going to get my vote. Gentlemen, you're, uh, Brian Lee, you're up. Yeah, Strange World is the commits the biggest cardinal sin of being forgettable. Yes, and it, uh, and also it was not marketed at all. And in Once Upon a Studio, when that thing is like oogling over <laughs> Ursula, like nobody knows what it is. Yeah, that tells you how much nobody Spot. Thought. Yeah, Spot. I actually know his name. Everybody was like, "What is that thing?" That's Spot from Strange World. So now yeah. I'm just gonna say because I know the kid in Good Dinosaur is Spot. So any character I just don't know their name of, their name is Spot. You will now be called Spot. All right, gentlemen, we're jumping up to the top of the tournament, and that means it's time for Frozen from 2013 to go up against the winner from the first round, which was Soul from 2020. Uh, quick and painless, Marky Mark. Uh, I'm gonna let it go. Bye, Soul. Uh, Frozen. Brian Lee. Frozen. 
and it's going to be unanimous. Congratulations, Soul, for winning your first round. Frozen is a juggernaut. There's no way I could ever put Soul ahead of Frozen. I just, I can't. I can't. In terms of importance, in terms of filmmaking and what it means to the company, Soul, it just does not, it does not overcome Frozen and what Frozen means to the Disney company in 100 years. Uh, 2017, we talked about Cars 2. Well, there's a third one, gentlemen, and it's up right now. Cars 3, 2017, going up against Moana. Make way, make way from 2016, the year prior. Uh, Brian Lee, you go first in this round. Cars 3 and Moana. Okay, Moana, fair. Uh, Mark your mark, Moana. And it's going to go into the next round. We will have Moana going against Frozen in just a few minutes. Uh, we have Ralph breaks the internet from 2018 going against Lightyear from 2022. Uh, I'm not a fan of either. So if you guys have feelings, go for it. I yeah, do. my vote is Ralph breaks the internet and that's a vote against Lightyear, not a vote for Ralph. You know, I'm going to agree. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. I will say my vote is more against. Uh, Can we swap Moana and Ralph so they don't have to go up against <laughs> Frozen you. next round? Thank you. Well, Thank we, you. But we have Turning Red going against Inside Out in this round. Dead. But you know what? We could we could do that too. <laughs> we could do that yeah, too. I I think we should get rid of the two movies that nobody nobody really has any emotional attachment to. <laughs> all right, uh, Turning Red against Inside Out, and you know what? I'll I'll de- we'll alter the we can alter the bracket surely. Uh, but let's let's determine this first. Turning red and inside out. Uh, Brian Lee, I'm going to start this one out. Uh, inside out's my number one Pixar film of all time. Uh, and it's for personal reasons, just as much as I think that inside out is a storytelling masterpiece. Um, I mean, we talk about abstract things coming to life and, you know, whether it's toys or video games, inside out goes into cranium command and it has this wonderful interplay between the emotions that exist inside of every human being. And it came up with such a creative universe and it, it has world building on a scale, unlike anything that I think Pixar had done, you know, to recreate the inner working of someone's emotional and neuro network and coming up with concepts like core memory and kind of analyzing the relationship that we have, you know, with the, these various things. And, you know, while sadness is generally seen as a bad thing, maybe it's good. So, there were a lot of adult themes that I think inside out approached. It's a really great and teachable film that it's a really great way to help your little human beings navigate the, the plethora of emotions that they're going through in their life. And for that reason, man, inside out is going to, it's going to win handily against turning red. Uh, Marky Mark, you're up next. Uh, turning red is the movie I like more, but inside out is one of the most brilliantly written movies ever so inside out are, marky mark are you nervous that the second one's gonna muck it up i don't think pixar is the right studio to make it when you're talking about her dealing with emotions when she's a teenager i don't think pixar is gonna be able to push the envelope like they need to at, for a kid that age okay i am very worried about inside out too some things just can be left alone inside out might be one of them that i just don't give I me just a want to punch a hole in the wall every time sadness talks. Yeah, just don't give me a second one. Brian Lee, you're up. Even though it's it's decided, I want to know. I just want your vote official. I'm I'm saving everything I need for Inside Out later on. Okay, that's <laughs> that's all I needed to hear. That's you know what you and me we're on the same page. All right, we have Big Hero Six from 2014 going against Frozen Dose from 2019. Oh. oh. 
Brian Lee. I got this. You can, uh, All right. Marky Mark's got this. He's got this. He's going. Oh, uh, big hair six easily. All right. Brian Lee. How about you go? All right. <laughs> Which movie do I want to watch? Always big hero six. I love big hero six with every fiber of my being. Baymax is one of my absolute favorite characters of all time. I just better versus favorite. Big Hero 6 is by my favorite by a lot. But I do think if ever a film was burdened with immense weight of having to deliver, Frozen 2 could have gone disastrous. I mean, Frozen is not just a film, it was a phenomenon. So for Frozen 2 to have the expectations and all of that weight that was placed upon it and still deliver and deliver on the scale that it did, and for some people to come out and say, hey, you know, Frozen 2 artistically might be the better of the two films, that says something about how great Frozen 2 is. And Frozen is one of the biggest intellectual properties in the history of this company. And it has inspired entire lands. Yeah, I know they got San Francisco, which just took over the the, the pier over in Disneyland. But Fro- you can't compare Big Hero 6 and the influence that it's had on the company versus Frozen 2. It's it's not even close. Mark, can I ask you, what is the plot of Frozen 2? It's not Elsa's journey anymore. It's about Anna having her own journey and her own identity. And I think it's really affirming for these two women who they are free of their relationships, free of their expectations. And I think it's important for like redefining again, like frozen did this, I think started this with redefining the role of a princess. And we thought the whole thing, the first one was about true love, right? And that it, in order to actualize their story, like the true love thing was that it was going to be Kristoff and it wasn't, it was not a romantic love, but a love that's shared between siblings. But this one, this was about finding out who you truly were and embracing your your happiness. And your your happily ever after does not need to fit inside of the box that was defined by the, the princess genre. And some people are like, wow, that's a very non-traditional princess movie. It was. It really was. That's my take on Frozen 2, Marky Mark. How'd I do? Meh. Brian. <laughs> I'm going to save it. All right. I'm voting frozen too, dude. <laughs> and you talk about generational trauma. And I mean, Encanto dealt with a lot with that too, but it's frozen Two deals a lot with the breaking of emotional trauma and generational trauma, stuff like that. Um, man, I really favorite I re- versus best. I know I'm listen. I'm a big hero six dude. Yeah. I, I love it. It's the, it's my favorite movie out of the two by a lot. I just have a I Brian, I have a huge problem saying that Big Hero 6 is better than Frozen 2. That's that's, that's, that's my where, issue. That's where I'm at too. Um I, I vote Frozen 2. And just so you know, it pains me, Marky Mark, to have to do that. I just I think Frozen 2 artistically, musically, is just a better film. That's that's where I go. Mark left, he disconnected. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Mark. I'm sorry. Do you want to it's say, fine. are you okay? Do you want to say anything? I it's like Big Hero 6 more. Okay. I mean, him losing his brother, having to find himself. Um, he went down a trouble path 
And then he had to rebuild it, went back to school, made new friends who were or were outcasts. And then you have the dad who's mad at the big companies who didn't help his kid becomes a villain. So is he a villain? Yeah. You know, he took out some people. Um, and so these people must band together, these misfits and self-discover who they are and that they, just because they aren't mighty, they have to discover the powers that make them special so that they can become heroes. And then, yeah, I frozen two. Um, I mean, when Baymax, you think Baymax is going to die, I think had a bigger emotional impact than anything in Frozen 2, but Frozen 2, that teaser preview with her on the beach, right. that was an epic teaser preview. I never thought that Elsa was imperiled, like, ever, not once. I just got annoyed with Anna always saying, you can't do anything without me, Elsa. Girl, I got superpowers. I'm going to have to do stuff. Like, if I got to run into the fire, how about you don't run into yeah. the fire? Anna, I... I have abilities. I need to do more and be more with great power must come great responsibility. And you're telling me, no, don't go anywhere without me, even though I could end up getting injured. Yeah. It just irritated me. Go ahead. I never, I never felt that Elsa was imperiled nor Olaf. I was like, they won't kill Olaf. The world will, the world will be lit on fire if they, if they do anything to Olaf. I did think that Baymax was dead. I really truly thought Baymax was dead. Like I was, I was sobbing. I was upset. That's a good point. I didn't even remember that. Thank you for reconnecting mm -hmm. me with that trauma, dude. You're welcome. <laughs> appreciate it. All right. So we have The Incredibles 2 from 2018 going against Zootopia from 2016. Marky Mark, I'll let you go first this time around. Brian, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> Brian. Uh, Zootopia. Marky Mark. Mark, you got anything against it? Against Zootopia? Yeah. No, man. I... I I think very highly of Zootopia. I, I actually do. Um, I don't, do you want me to tip my hand? Do you want me to vote? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> it's going to be Zootopia. I, I like the Incredibles. I like the second film. It had a lot of great gags and a lot of great jokes. It was imperfect though. The Incredibles was not a yep. perfect film by a lot, by a, a whole lot. I don't think that the Incredibles two did enough to distinguish itself really as a movie. It was a sequel. I mean, it, it looked, felt, and behaved just like a sequel should. And I don't even think it was a good enough sequel to give us a third film. You're saying that after voting for Frozen 2? Yeah. No, but I do think that Frozen 2 does further the story. I don't think we need... So, hot take, I don't think we need Frozen 3. Because I think that 2 was the perfect bookend in setting both of the sisters up for their happily ever after. But yeah, Zootopia for the win as well. Yeah. We all agree. Yes. <laughs> all right. We're going to take a quick commercial break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Disney 100 in just a minute. Is Disney World home to you? Realtor Victor Naraki can help make it a reality. Realtor Victor Naraki specializes in making your Disney home dreams come true. Second homes, investment homes, retirement, relocation. With Victor's input, he will show you the home opportunities that you don't get to see as a tourist. Imagine being at the park in minutes, walking around the world showcase for daily exercise, watching the fireworks in your own backyard, or having Disney Springs as your local mall. Have you ever heard of Windermere, Winter Garden, Horizon West, Dr. Phillips, Claremont, Lake Nona, or Disney's own Celebration and Golden Oak? Victor will introduce you to these communities which are just minutes to the magic. Stop imagining a Disney life and start living your dream today. Call Victor at 
888-985-9375. And don't forget to mention that you heard all about Victor here on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. Head over to CelebratingFlorida.com and start living your magical life today. I don't know how I did this, guys. I missed an entire bottom part of the bracket. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Elemental 2023, we got it. We got to suss this out before we go back up. Elemental 2023, Coco 2017. Ryan Lee, you're up first. Jeez. Uh, I mean, Elemental's good. Coco blows it out of the water. Okay, Marky Mark. Agreed. I, I love Elemental. It's, I mean, Coco's a better movie. I'm just going to say it. Coco's a better movie. It's a more engaging film. And favorite, Elemental. These Better. random matchups are brutal. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Onward and Luca, the even more random. On- oh, you should have switched those up, man. Yeah. Onward versus Luca. Uh, Marky Mark. I I have not understood the love for Luca. I've been, <gasps> um, I have been explained in very mean ways why I don't appreciate Luca, and it's gotten me even more fired up. Um, <laughs> but... I, I'm going to go onward. Um, it was a much more memorable story, but it's a DreamWorks movie made by Disney. (laughs) Brian Lee. And it should not, uh, one more thing. It should not, it should have been Jack Black, not Chris Pratt. Go on. That's a very, very fair point. Uh, Brian, go ahead. So a vote for onward would be a vote for ambition and a vote for (laughs) Luca would be a vote for animation. Okay. Except for the way they animated the people. Not a fan mm. of that in Luca. It, it, Onward it is a, incredibly yeah. boring. Onward is so boring, but I'm going <laughs> to vote for ambition and I'm going to vote for Onward as well. What the freak is going on right now? I'm voting for Luca because I really love Luca, but Onward's <laughs> going to win. I, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. The person that Marky Mark was probably talking about giving him flag about how much Someone loves Luca. It was me. I love Luca. I absolutely love it. I I think it was more so when people would be like, "Well, Mark, you just don't understand being different and trying to be accepted." I'm like, "Wow, you and I can deep dive into Mark's middle school and high school life if you want to go into that." Right? Can we can we just change the bracket and go elemental versus onward? Right. And well, I'm going to make you guys even more mad because I don't know how this happened, but Planes, Fire and Rescue got a buy in the first round. Yeah, it's going to go. And it's yeah, I don't know. Again, you can tell that it was just data entry at some point and whatever the computer determined. What, oh, but is it going to be Planes versus Onward? Yeah, that's <laughs> you got to put elemental in where Onward is, man. <laughs> like, so yeah, I agree. I agree. I second this. If this was a United We fan, we would do it for the fans, Mark. Oh my goodness. All right. So you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna make that change. So onward is gonna be elemental. <laughs> we're yeah. gonna make that uh, change. Four we just discussed, elemental is second place. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna definitely do that. All right, so finding Dory 2016. And again, another sequel. Uh would we call it a cash grab? I don't know, maybe. Uh going against Coco from 2017. Brian Lee. Coco and Dory? Yeah. Oh, Coco. Marky Mark. 
Easy, Coco. Although I did appreciate Sigourney Weaver and Finding Dory. Coco is going to the next round. Uh, yeah, there's. I don't think Finding Dory is a bad film. It's not a bad. I, I think Coco is a legitimately great film. It's not a bad film, but again, Finding Dory falls into the same. Everything I said about The Incredibles too being a placeholder and it's like, Hey, people really liked this. Let's just make a sequel. You know, let's make some money. Finding Dory was printing money. It didn't change anything in the history of animation of the company. It was a solid movie. Was it a good sequel? Yes. Is it really changing anything for the franchise? No, not, not in a way that I see frozen Two. you know, finding Dory was just, eh, it was okay. It was good. It was fun. All right. So now we have, Elemental taking the place of Onward against, oh no, Elemental going against, wait, what did we decide here? Yeah, yeah. Elemental replaced yeah. Onward and it's going against, against planes. planes. Yeah, because planes didn't get its due. It didn't get its day in court. All right, Elemental against planes, fire and rescue. Uh, Brian Lee. Elemental. Marky Mark. Elemental. <laughs> and I will vote for Elemental. Uh, and now. We're going to jump to the top because we've, we've exhausted that. Okay. Frozen from 2013 going against Moana. This is hard for me. This one's this really was hard. the change I wanted to make. Yeah. This one's really hard. You can't have too many changes. My brain can't handle it all. Fair. Oh, this one sucks. <laughs> We're going to have to do it eventually. So we might Frozen, as well do it. For, I mean, I'm not even going to, I'm not even, I already know how I'm going to vote. I could talk through it a million different ways and I know I'm going to end up voting frozen anyway. Okay. And there's a lot of people that would agree with you, man. So don't don't kick yourself for it. I love Moana. I truly do love Moana, but Frozen. Okay. Marky Mark? I If this would have been the championship, I would have been okay with it. Um, I'm going to go with Moana just because I think you brought up um, a different kind of princess story. Right. Yeah, Anna and Elsa started a different story, but Moana knocked it out of the park. Like, she actually got her people to... Right go out, be different. Um, she changed a demigod. So music for me, believe it or not, is going to be a push. I think both of these films have incredible music animation. I think is a slight edge. Moana should have won best song that year. Yeah. I, th- I think Moana should have won best song. I think it was, it was robbed of best song that year. I think animation style is going to be a slight edge to Moana. I think Moana is just visually stunning and beautiful. I think it's, it's beautiful. But in terms of prominence and importance, Moana was a blockbuster. Frozen was a phenomenon. And I get it. Everyone out there is going to get mad at me and say like, but Mark, it's so cliche. Yeah, but you know what? There's a thing about cliches. They're cliche for a reason. I remember boys, girl, it did not matter. If you had little boys, they were walking up and down. Like I remember my nephew walking around and like throwing his arms out, pretending to be Elsa Frozen, if you were a dad, it was like torturous how many times you watched Frozen in your household. Brian, understand, though, because our kids are the same age. Brian, Frozen was always on, always on the television. There was nothing else that was on the TV. It was a film the likes of which I don't think Disney ever expected and maybe will never see again for another 20 or 30 years. Frozen was everything. And everyone looks at it now and they're like, yeah, you know, we have whiplash from it. Yes, but that's because Frozen took it to a height that the company had never seen. Frozen is the more important film. I do think it has a slight edge in being just slightly better in terms of storytelling. Uh, I'm going to vote for Frozen and agree with Brian. This could have been my final two, though, Marky Mark. I, you said it's a push. I think the soundtrack for Moana is better just because 
too many people thought of Wicked when they heard Frozen for the first time and Let It Go and Define Gravity. So but, is that, but is that the, the score or is that just Adina Menzel's style? Excuse me, excuse me. Her name is Adele Dazim. Thank you. Adele Dazim. <laughs> is <laughs> that you, just Brian, Adina? Because you're right, you're yeah. right. It, it does, there's a lot of alphabet in that, but... Yeah, I, I don't think she helped. I'm not going to hold that against her. I right, think right. it's just the the message and the songs or the theme of the song. But I, I get why you're voting for Frozen, but right. I'm still going to go with. I just felt like Moana was a more standout creative movie. Okay, favorite favorite song from the Frozen soundtrack, Marky Mark. Favorite song. Don't don't overthink it. Love is an open door. Okay, well, Brian from Frozen. Yeah, uh, I let it go. Still the most superior. First song. first time in forever. Look at that. Isn't that amazing? All three of us have different songs. For the first yeah, time in forever, you're, yeah. Maybe you're elated or just gassy. <laughs> there you go. Somewhere I'm somewhere in that zone. <laughs> All right, guys. We have Ralph breaks the internet from 2018, going against Inside Out from 2015. Marky Mark, I'll let you go first. Uh, Inside Out, better movie. Ralph breaks the internet. It still annoys me that they titled it that, and it just seems like a bunch of clips and Ralph whining and being a baby. So Inside Out, Brian Lee. Yeah, Inside Out. Mark, I'm curious what you would have done if we had switched it and it was Moana Inside Out. I still would have personally gone Inside Out. I would have still have gone Inside Out. Okay. So I would have, yep. I would have still I, have gone Inside Out. It would have crushed me, um, but Inside Out is such a brilliantly written movie. I I probably would have heartbrokenly gone with Inside Out. Mm-hmm. And or I'm going to abstain from the next round. Okay. So the next round is Frozen 2, and that is going against Zootopia in 2016. Oh, no, uh, so, <laughs> so, oh, he's okay. So he's back in. He's, he's not out. In. He's in. You're in and you're up. Cause Marky don't call Mark, it a comeback. Everyone. Marky Mark's he's gone been here first. for years. <laughs> Marky oh, Mark's gone first it's, twice. It's frozen versus inside out that I don't want to vote against. Okay. Uh, um, frozen two or Zootopia. Yeah. Mm. This is probably closer than I'm probably giving it credit for. I'm going frozen two, and it's not even close. Okay. Marky Mark. I'm going frozen two. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for making me have to choose. <laughs> that would have, you just saved the podcast about eight to 10 minutes because I would have needed to, I'm not kidding. I would have needed to have worked through my feelings. Um, and it doesn't matter. So I'm going to, I'm going to give Zootopia a vote because it just doesn't matter. And if one of you change your vote, I might, don't do it. So Frozen 2, going through to the next round. Going once, going twice. Wait. <laughs> Frozen 2. All right, gentlemen, Coco, 2017 against Onward, right? <laughs> and Brian Lee. No, 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 it's Elemental. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, Elemental. yeah. Elemental, thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, Coco still beats Elemental. Okay, Marky Bark? Yes, Coco. Okay, uh, I'm going to vote for Elemental. Uh, I agree with you yeah, guys. Just for posterity, yeah. No, okay. no, no, I, I really do, I really do truly love Elemental. I don't know, I'm wrong. I'm totally wrong, though. Coco is the better movie. I'm just going to vote for, for argument's sake. Brian Lee's going to abstain, and that means that Marky Mark is going to go first because it is frozen against Inside Out. Marky Mark. If you got to talk it out, this is why we have a podcast. Express your feelings. Go ahead. Frozen would win the the blockbuster um, best picture popularity award, but Inside Out, and I've I've spoken about how I think Inside Out could have been a shorter movie inside out is just such a brilliant movie so i love how i'm gonna vote for the art house movie out of the two when 
I got overruled on the art house vote early, or in the other round with Wally, but I'm going to go with the art house movie of Inside Out. All right, so Brian, keep keep on abstaining, man. I'm going to put you under some pressure. Out are you going to put Brian in a corner? You're going to put baby in a corner? I'm going to put baby in a corner. I'm going to put Brian in a corner. <laughs> so Inside Out, I need you to understand, is my favorite of the two. Um, it was the first movie. So remember, you know, last episode I talked about my daughter like dancing around the living room and you know, for most of these films, she was like two years old, three years old. So she would, anyone who's had like a toddler or a younger kid, they don't really like watch the entire film. They will engage with a song or with a scene and they dance. And then the rest of the time they're running around and that's, that's their brain. They don't sit still for movies, which is why we would never take our kid to a movie theater until she was old enough. Inside Out is the first movie, guys, that I remember that my daughter sat and watched through the whole thing. And people will say, like, it's boring. It can't be that boring of a film if your five-year-old kid is sitting down and watching it from start to finish with you. Because if a five-year-old can do it, it's got some staying power and it's got enough creativity to hold a five-year-old's attention. Or it's just how simple your brain is. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So... I do remember brain. I have a simpler brain than any of us. Yeah. And I remember this film when bing bong went bye bye and spoiler alert. Yeah. My daughter melted into like, into my chest and like, I, I remember seeing that scene going, okay. But then this kid in a quiet theater starts going, bing bong, bing bong, tried to sing the song to bring him back. I was like, the, that broke my heart more than the actual scene. Yep. I mean, Disney did it again. I mean, the Pixar did it again, you know, and you want to, we talked about the last on our last episode, like the effect that up had on me. And I went and turned into like a puddle in front of 30 kids in a classroom. My daughter melted. And so that has left a mark on me and inside out is a special film in this house because it, it, it was a special moment for my daughter and I inside out to my favorite favorite film i love it it's my number one pixar frozen 2 i think is a bigger film frozen. we're just talking frozen the frozen one. frozen is a better i i it hates i hate to say it frozen is a more important film to the disney 100 it's a better story from top to bottom because the music i would you know if i left i'm not there's nothing to sing from inside out except bing bong you know and i'm gonna cry again but frozen's got top to you know bottom what? It's a better Mark, story. Yeah, it's a better film. When you freeze it like that, yeah, I'm going to vote Frozen. Frozen is a more important movie to Disney, um, and yeah, but so just, I'm going to go Frozen. It's the musical element that those songs are going to Am live wishy-washy? on. wishy-washy? Yeah. Are you guys, are the listeners no, no, no. going to be like, man, Mark's wishy-washy? <laughs> Dude, listen, you will forever be a legend in my mind because you came off the top rope with like a chair. The, yeah. the last, that was amazing, and and it was for Ralph, so... Ugh. No, you're Brian. fine. You're good in my book. Yeah. Am I letting you off the hook if I vote for Frozen? Uh, I was going to vote for Frozen anyway. So sweet. Okay, Frozen. Right. Man. Okay, yeah. This is my thing. Is the more more relatable film, the more quote unquote teachable film, the more important film in my own personal life. The answer is Inside Out. Right. But the better film in the context of what we're doing here is Frozen. It is. And that Brian and I are sharing a brain on this. <laughs> so that's why. All right, man. So we have well, to determine the, the brain that connects like goofball land and inside out. That's just our brain. That's our connection. I love it. I love inside out so much. I'm sorry. Inside out. You know, I love you. I'm going to go watch you after this podcast. 
That's what I'm going to do. That's how I'm going to make amends to Inside Out. I'm going to go watch it with my daughter. All right, man. Uh, Frozen 2 versus Coco from 2017. Brian Lee, you get to go first this time because you went last. Oh, oh. Frozen 2 and Coco? Yep. Oh, man. I'm going to code Coco and I'm not going to think too hard about it. Don't. Yeah, don't do it. You're, I like your strategy. You're good. You, without even saying a word, that was exactly the strategy that I was going to have if I'm put to the test. Marky Mark. Coco. Yeah, thank you, gentlemen. It's going to be a Coco is the better of, of the three. Um, cre- creativity, diversity, Frozen 2 is an amazing sequel. Uh, Coco is a better achievement for Pixar and just so, so, so good. Uh, Frozen 2013 going against Coco. Uh, do, do I have a volunteer? Does anyone want to say the first words here? Does anyone want to wade into this battle? Remember when to try and get people to go see Coco, they put a 25 minute short film for Frozen. That, that, that was insulting. Yeah. And it was insulting to. Yeah. And that Frozen short film has turned out to be fine. Olaf and his fruitcake and whatever. We've already said everything we need to say about Frozen. Right. I will say what I want to say about Coco. And that is cultural representation you talked about. But just from a from a filmmaking standpoint, the level of animation and the level of storytelling that they pulled off with a legit surprise that not many people guessed was coming in everything else and just the feels that come when grandma is remembering everything like remember me is a very powerful song not as powerful as let it go my vote is for frozen okay wow dude that was that was awesome uh marky mark do you want me to talk i don't know if i'm gonna vote just do you want a little talk therapy from me do you want to hear do you need thoughts i definitely enjoy coco more okay um okay so here's let me food for thought mark food for thought you're a music guy okay how effective is it to take the same song remember me and have the the phrasing essentially be the same there's no change in lyrics changing the the tempo the tone and the setting of the song to give it three completely different meanings that you have See, it i I'm going to say Frozen's a better album, but Remember Me is the best song of the two. Um, <clears throat> I don't even have to think about that. Um, I think Frozen has a bigger impact and yeah, yeah. foothold in the Disney history, so Frozen. Right, right. I feel like people would, and this is not taking anything away from Coco. Coco is a masterpiece so many of these films, as we revisit the entire tournament before we do the final four, almost all of these films on other days, we could probably argue for and make a case. When you are a company that has been around for a century, there's a reason why is because your storytelling is done on a quality unlike anything else in the world. And it's the reason that fans come back is because you have the depth and the talent and the creativity to have films like Frozen Coco, Zootopia, Big Hero 6, you know, Wreck-It Ralph. I mean, you can just continue to rattle off every single one of these films and they're masterpieces. So it's not easy, like, by a lot to make this determination. So it's not me saying that Coco's not good. It's just Frozen is very important to the Walt Disney Company. 
All right, so we're going to take a quick breather. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back. We have four amazing movies that we are going to pit against each other. This is it. This is the final. We are going to decide this after four episodes. But first, we have a small commercial. We'll see you real soon. Are you ready to dive into a world of magic, wonder, and all things Disney? Then get ready to be captivated because the Chip and Company Podcast Network is here to sprinkle a little extra pixie dust into your life. On Mondays, join us for Diz Life Podcast with Mark Valentine, where we delve into the nitty-gritty of Disney theme parks, relive our favorite memories, and discuss the best hidden secrets. Join Jackie and Kate every Tuesday on Mom Street USA. This incredible planning podcast is filled with tips, tricks, and park hacks for the perfect Disney family vacation. Wednesdays, we're all about who's it's and what's it's galore, your midweek dose of Disney magic. We explore the whimsical stories, characters, and hidden gems that make Disney and Universal so captivating. You won't believe what treasures we uncover. Join Bondo, Miriam, Tinker J, and Mark Andrada every Thursday on We Like Theme Parks, the podcast, with incredible segments, fun games, and of course, the latest from Disney and Universal. Every Friday, join Mark Valentine and Sarah Solberg for the all-new and company, our weekly roundup of the biggest headlines from Chippingco.com. Saturdays, we unite behind Mark Adams and Brian Lee on United We Fan, the podcast. Celebrating all things fandom from Disney classics to superhero sagas. Your passion is their inspiration. So smash that subscribe button and join us here at the Chip and Company Podcast Network. We hope that you enjoy today's podcast and thank you for being a part of our podcast family. All right, gentlemen, are you ready? We have the final four. So, facing off, let's go first. We have The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh going against Wreck-It Ralph. Brian Lee, again, talk therapy. This is the final four. This is for everything. We're bringing all the winners back. The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh going against Wreck-It Ralph. You get to go how first. Did, how did that matchup happen? Well, uh, I just didn't well, want, I didn't want older. I didn't want older films. I wanted like older, newer, older, fair. newer. That's fair. That's fair. But I will say that the other final four is my personal championship. Ooh, Winnie the Pooh and wreck it. What it, what it, what it inspired in, I think we counted no less than 740 spinoff films. Yeah. I think that was about the right number. Um, many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, the characters of Winnie the Pooh, the legacy of that versus Wreck-It Ralph. <sighs> Winnie the Pooh is many short stories put together into one overall narrative. Does that bring it down when you compare it to the storytelling of something like Wreck-It Ralph? Well, not something like Wreck-It Ralph, specifically Wreck-It Ralph. I think it does. I think the overall storytelling that happens in Wreck-It Ralph is superior to what happens in the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. That being said, I think the legacy of those particular characters have literally outlasted copyright because they've been around for so long. Correct. Can I just throw this out? And this is no indication, uh, a way that I'm going to vote at this point. It's just me trying to play devil's advocate and ask some probing questions, but we, we quipped, right? We joked around and we said how many iterations of Winnie the Pooh there are. Uh, that the film is so beloved that I think Disney has revisited it at least half a dozen times now in the course of its history. The 
intellectual property of Winnie the Pooh has outlasted copyright. That's why you have the horror film, the Winnie the Pooh horror film is that intellectual property has been around so long that it's fair use. Now anyone can use it. Winnie the Pooh is, I, I dare, I would say goes beyond Disney. It's in the historical record. I mean, that's how big that property is, man. It transcends Disney. And that's why it won that bracket. So I just throw, I throw that out there. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph is my favorite film. It is my favorite, absolute favorite film. It just, it hits me. But I just have to throw that into the, the argument and kind of say like, to Mark, did you consider this? Marky Mark, go ahead, man. Lend yourself to this crazy discussion here. Winnie the Pooh, Wreck-It Ralph. I have my vote, but I will let this go. I'm going to hold it. Yeah, I'm going to hold my vote too. Uh, Winnie the Pooh. Oh, he just went right for it. I, listen, I admire you, Mark. I admire you. Uh, uh, and I know some are like, he's going to wish you wash. I'm, I'm sticking to Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm sticking to Winnie. All right, Brian. Yep, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Wow. I thought you guys were going to just no. double team me out of this. No. And- it's a favorite. Yeah. Uh, if, if this is our favorites tournament. My, my hesitation when we talk legacy, which we've talked several times through here, is we've talked about how many spinoffs Winnie the Pooh has, and it has yet to ever capture that magic ever again. That's my hesitation with everything that it sparked. Yep. But the fact that it did spark so much has to mean something. But it traffics in nostalgia. Each one right. of those traffics in the love and affinity that you have for the original. Right. And the fact that Winnie the Pooh and those adages and lessons and stories, they're, they are passed on generationally. So yeah, it was Christopher. What I would love to do with the with the Dis Life community is to do some sort of poll as to who your favorite character from that universe is. Because I genuinely don't know if Winnie the Pooh would be first on a ton of people's lists, right. but he would he would be top three for everybody, probably. But there you have your piglet stands and you have your Tigger stands and you have your Eeyore stands. So right. I wonder I mean, I think Pooh would probably come out on top, but all those different characters. Yeah, it's Winnie the Pooh. I think that's more because we see ourselves as reflections of the characters of the Hundred Acre Wood. So, like people who would vote for Tigger, I think are going to do that because they see a lot of themselves in that character. Thanks for noticing. Thanks for noticing. So, some days I'm a rabbit. Some days I'm an Eeyore. I'm never a Pooh. I want to be more Pooh in my life and just be like, oh bother. <laughs> like you know. I often get stuck in a hole after lunch. All right, uh, gentlemen. Frozen going against Toy Story. This is. This is Brian's final for all intents and purposes. This is his final. So I'm not going to make him choose yet. I'm going to throw it over to Marky Mark first. Mark, this is the semifinal. You are allowed. I'm not moderating you, man. Go ahead. Take your time. Say your piece. Say what you want to say. Frozen, Toy Story, two flagship properties in the 100 years of Disney. See, I think this is easy. That's why I want Brian to go first because that's going to be the the exciting drama is making this poor guy have to pick i i mean brian will I help you if i vote yeah toy story wow brian do you- about the changing of times reflection of like people going from loving one thing one decade to changing to the next decade and having to deal with your own mortality and kind of reinvent yourself um but also staying trying to remember to stay true to your family and your best friend, and then making new friends, seeing that just because people are different. But that sounds, like be- vote. that sounds like a vote for the Toy Story franchise, not necessarily for the first one. No, this is all in the first movie. 
Yeah. No, the other movies actually would, I would vote for Frozen over the other movies probably. But um, yeah, no, for me, Toy Story 1 over Frozen 1. Brian Lee? Everything you said about Toy Story, and and it changed filmmaking forever. I mean. It did. It, 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 there's no two ways about that. Sure, does every single human in the movie have the same face? Okay. <laughs> it was 1995. Uh, the Binford Toolbox. Massive all out. Big fan. Yeah, uh, Mrs. Nesbitt, my favorite Halloween costume I ever did. Um, Frozen. Mark said it earlier. It changed what a Disney princess was. Frozen walks the fine line of you have Elsa who has her own thing. She don't need no stinking man. At the same time, you're also telling a beautiful love story between Anna and Kristoff where, in my opinion... It is not a weakness to search and want love. And that's not Anna's that's not Anna's downfall. It is to an extent, and by saying rushing into a relationship just to find somebody, that's a problem. But when you find a true relationship, you become a stronger person because you found love. And I think that there's something to that. And they expand upon that relationship, that healthy relationship between Christoph and Anna in the second movie where that becomes more of a thing. But you with frozen, you get both sides of the story. You can have a strong, powerful, independent woman who don't need no stinking man. And then you can have Anna who is just as strong, just as powerful, just as capable of being a leader. And she wants love. And she found it. I think there's a lot of poetic beauty within the storytelling of frozen is frozen. Frozen's as big a phenomenon as toy story was when it came out, but we're talking massive global phenomenons. And I will give my vote after I hear what Mark has to say. So I think you have a diehard fan base for both of these. Frozen was so popular that there was a fatigue. There was a frozen fatigue because as much as people love Toy Story, I don't think that Toy Story reached the global, what I say, zeitgeist, zeitgeist the way that Frozen did. But, but is it because it didn't have a soundtrack? But quite the well, that I was just going to say, it's very, un, it's also very unfair because it isn't apples and oranges. They're two different types of films. That you know, like you've got a friend of, in me, really does resonate with a lot of people. Like that's their song. Like, and I've met so many people that that's a very prominent and important song for a lot of buddies, and it's an important emotional piece. But Frozen, it's not fair because Frozen has such a thorough soundtrack. And those songs were duplicated and like everyone was singing, like you could have, you could have woken up from a coma and been singing the songs from frozen because your nurse practitioners that were taking care of you while you were under, were probably singing it. And you came up, you're like, why do I know all these songs? Everyone was singing frozen, everyone. And as much as you can say you were hating on it, you know, when you were alone, it's like, you know, people you'd be driving down the street and it's like, yeah, I've got, um, I've got Tupac on the radio and it wasn't, it was Elsa. Like, you know, the minute that the other car pulled up, you were like, let it go. Let it go. Walking into work and American psycho. That's it. There you go. And you're and you're lying. If you say otherwise, you're lying. But both of these films have had that staying power. And there are like toy story is, is a religion just like there are frozen stands. I have never seen the love and the, and the adoration for something, but Marky Mark, if I have to boil down the culture, right, of Toy Story, is that the culture of Toy Story 1 
Or is that the culture of the most successful film franchise and sequels? And is my attributes that I'm giving to Toy Story because of solely the, the first film? Or is it because that film added characters and concepts and built out an entire universe? And that's where maybe I'm, maybe I'm attributing the strength of Toy Story to just the first film. Of course, it all has to start somewhere. But if I'm not giving Toy Story the benefit of the other two films, I am going to vote for a singular film, Frozen. Brian, Frozen. Okay. So it's one and one. You have to break the tie. This is hard. Does, does the Eisner run mid-90s Disney struggle without the existence of Toy Story? Yes. Yes, immensely. Does the current iteration of the Bob Iger version of Disney struggle without Frozen? Uh, well, Tangled, Tangled started it. Tangled walked so Frozen could run. Yes, that's well put. But My the- answer for this round and next is Toy Story. There you go. All right, gentlemen, this is it for all of the marbles. I feel like we need some inspirational music, which I can add in post-production. There you go. Oh, listen to it. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. It is the final round. It is the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh going against Toy Story for all of the marbles as the best movie in the 100 years of the Disney company. Uh, Brian Lee... You've already voted. You said it's Toy Story over Winnie the Pooh. Brian Lee, I am going to disagree with you and leave this decision up to Marky Mark. I do think that if you have a film... So let's have this conversation in another 25 years when Toy Story has outlived copyright and anyone can make Toy Story films. Let's have the same discussion. There are devotees philosophical discussions, personality traits and tests of everyone relates to in one way or another, the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. It is generational storytelling that grandmothers, mothers and fathers, children and great grandchildren can appreciate and love. Winnie the Pooh harkens back to the original concept of what Walt Disney was doing, which was taking lesser known intellectual properties and turning them into blockbusters and cornerstones of what this company has represented. Most people forget that it's not original stories and storytelling that built Disney, but innovation and the way that Disney was able to bring them to life via magic. Alice in Wonderland was not created by Walt Disney. Many of these stories were not created by Walt Disney nor the studio. They were fables by Hans Christian Andersen or other authors. They were stories from local hearths from around the world that were collected and gathered. Hamlet turned into Lion King. Winnie the Pooh philosophically stands for, I think, what this company has been about since its beginning, which is telling stories on a whole nother level and connecting to the audience. And it's been doing it for a century, gentlemen, for a century And so at that core, I have to vote for Winnie the Pooh and I might be wrong. And you can message me at Dislike Podcast and tell me how wrong I am. But I'm going to leave this to Marky Mark. Mark, this is it. Drum roll. You're up. Say what you want to say. You don't have to tip your hat. Go ahead, man. You have the floor. The tournament is yours with a 1-1 tie. Can I just say how surprised I am that it's not a movie, an animated movie from the 90s. 
isn't in the final four. I just Oh, well, you're right. Okay, sorry. None of the like non-Pixar 90s ones didn't make it. That just surprises me. For the winner, I'm going to go with Wally. I'm just kidding. In <laughs> um, a surprise twist. And a surprise twist. A write-in vote. Look out. This is this is really challenging just you because planned that, you planned that joke weeks ago. I know I did. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't until you just stuck the the Wally dagger deeper and deeper. Um, I I think the storyline for Toy Story, like I said, I love it. I love the different layers to it, um, and then how they just expanded on it. How you know Star Wars, the original one, is very similar to Toy Story. It's a complete story. Um, yeah, there's elements to a sequel, but it could have just been fine by itself. But then they expanded it into a universe, which was great. Um, Star Wars fans, please don't yell at me. I think I'm going to go story and overall movie Winnie the Pooh. Wow. Brian Lee with the daggers. <laughs> flipping tables over here. He's flipping tables. <laughs> it's insanity. That's it with the stroke of a pen. I don't know. We're not writing any of this down. Marky Mark has delivered the victory for Winnie the Pooh, the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which we have voted as the greatest and best movie of the last 100 years of the Walt Disney Company. Are you shocked? Are you surprised? Mark, actually, you- now that we talk about it and I've said it out loud, I'm going to go with... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I think it is a good time to announce that United We Fan will be taking a hiatus while Mark and Brian recover um, and figure out if they can still connect on the show. Oh, my goodness. If you're outraged, if you're excited, if you disagree with any of this that you have heard over the last four episodes, please talk back at us at Dislike Podcast on Instagram or at United We Fan over on Instagram. Listen, these gentlemen, we go back a ways. They are my favorite podcast. They have impeccable taste. So while you may not agree, they are always right. And that's what I'm learning. I'm just accepting that they're always right. Uh, Marky Mark, listen, I love this, man. Uh, We love having you on the show. Uh, Anytime that you want, uh, we would love to have you back to talk Disney. This is a lot of fun. It's better with more friends. Uh, gentlemen, once again, tell our listeners where they can connect with United We Fan, of course, here on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. But where are your socials, guys? On Instagram at United We Fan, the, or excuse me, United We Fan Podcast, or on Facebook at United We Fan, the podcast, or even in the Living Our Best Disney Life group on Facebook. Word, word. Marky Mark, what should we do next, man? What tournament awaits us? I'm trying to think of what... What will get the uh, Disney people talking since I'm a unique voice who doesn't sound like he agrees with the popular Disney opinion? Um, maybe maybe attractions that I'd be okay if they were replaced. Wow. Let's let's do it. We need to get Marky Mark on more often. Again, follow these guys. They're incredible. Mark, we love you. Brian, you know I love you. You guys are the absolute best. Mark, I'll see you in a little while. Um, I might even be seeing you right now because I'm probably in Disney when this is airing. But thank you to everyone who played along at home. I have loved all of the messages that you've sent in support or in disagreement. Thank you for hanging out with us every week. Thank you for living your Disney life with us. Uh, We hope that it has been an amazing week. We hope you enjoyed this tournament. And I hope the rest of the week is filled with faith, trust, 
and pixie dust. Brian and Mark, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Diz Life Podcast is brought to you by the Happiness is Addictive Collection. Happiness is Addictive is passionate about spreading laughter and creating smiles worldwide. They love bringing their global community together through optimism, cheer, hopefulness, merriment, and celebrating life's magical moments. They know how important it is to celebrate life's adventures, and their apparel will give you everlasting, one-of-a-kind memories through pixie-dusted family photos, compliments from park guests, and magical moments with cast members. They pride themselves on high-quality, custom-made apparel at competitive prices with world-class service. Let them help you create a lifetime of memories, whether you're Disney-bounding, kicking it poolside, participating in Run Disney Marathons, having costumed adventures, or just living your best Disney life. You can find their Happiness is Addictive shop on Etsy. You can also find them on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Pinterest. They are proud to be featured in Indie Central Florida, the Thoughtful Gift Club, and now here on Diz Life Podcast. Their collection was founded by a 15-year former cast member who knows how to enhance your magical moments for a lifetime of memories with your family. Don't forget to use promo code DISLIFE15 to take an extra 15% off. What are you waiting for? Head over to Etsy and start getting happy today. Follow the link in our show notes and you'll find out for yourself that happiness is addictive.